This episode of the Duck Gun Podcast proudly brought to you by Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels, the market's only double-walled, roto-molded dog crate, and a five-star crash test-rated kennel. These American-made boxes come with a lifetime warranty, and the guys over at Gunner Kennels have done some crazy testing just to show how strong they really are, like dropping 4,000 pounds on it, hammering it with a 630-pound sled, tossing it off a 200-foot cliff, and shooting it with a 12-gauge at seven paces with no pellet penetration. You're hitting the road with your dog this season. Gunner Kennels is your safest bet. Protect your best friend and protect your investment. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Matt from High Prairie Sportsman and Ben from Palfront. Get their hunt updates. Also, we talk about my six-man limit hunt. Now for a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll jump right into the podcast. Hey guys, Tim from HTR here. If you really want to get your group up front and in the action, check out our new HTR A-frame. Hunt anywhere, concealed. It sets up and takes down in less time than it takes to put your waders on. We've developed our own camo patterns for a better hide, with more designs coming. We have you covered from the sides and the top. Oh, and did I mention, our A-frame is only 10 pieces out of the box? Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on htrinnovations.com. Hey guys, another great company that we have partnered with is Sportsman Taxidermy. And we had Corey on the podcast not too long ago, so jump back, check that one out. Really great content there. Um, But they do everything from waterfowl, deers, turkey, and they've even done a lion at the shop. It's award-winning taxidermy, and they're out of Belton, Missouri. Um, You can reach them at 816-331-5171 or email at taxidermy at outlook.com. And did I mention, if you're not in the area, they also do shipping, so that's great. Be sure to check them out, guys. We'd like to give a big thanks to our partners over at White Rock Decoys. Be a nomad and get out further with more decoys with their lightweight system of windsocks, silhouettes, and fully collapsible floater decoys. We'd also like to give a big thanks to our partners over at Bailey's Game Calls. These 3D printed plastic calls are made in America, highly customizable, and floating. They also have a patent pending on the density of their calls, which allows them to mimic wood and acrylic calls. Be sure to check out Bailey's Game Calls for your next duck or goose call. What's going on folks? We're back. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, and Ben from the Foul Front Podcast. We're all on here to do the hunt update. And if you're wondering where Elliot is at, he is sick. So it took actually it took two guys to replace him for how much he talks. So just <laughs> age, We're, we almost equal his age. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll try not to do too many cracks at him while he can't defend himself. Ah, never mind. We'll, <laughs> we'll let him deal with it when he gets back. So, anyways, thanks both of you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. So, how yeah. how you guys doing? How you, how's your uh, hunt season been going? Oh, not too bad. Slowed down here, like to a screeching halt the last week or so. Mm. Just yeah. need some colder weather or what? Uh yeah. Well, the birds. I mean, we had that push about two weeks ago, and all them birds have moved on, or they're. Uh, not using the public areas that we usually hunt so uh there might be a few geese around but the ducks are just stale Mm. and how about uh how about you ben yeah mine my season's been a pure function of um just getting out um that's that's my biggest uh uh you know crux is trying to get out there you know between the new baby work whole nine yards but yeah i hear you on that so uh, uh, but yeah. So is your overall season just going good or? Yeah, I'm not doing like... not doing bad at all. Um, yeah, it's I definitely can tell. Like this year, I'm just every time I'm out in the marshes of victory, 
uh, around the field. And so, you know, um, haven't been, haven't had like any like big old bang up limit days or anything like that. But, um, uh, you know, scratching out three or four here and there is seems to be the MO because I'm usually have to be out of the marsh by like nine thirty or 10. So, yep. Yep. Well, those days are good too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So how many hunts you guys been on this last week? This last week I went on one hunt. And you, Matt? Four. Four, man. He's out there killing it. <laughs> I went well, on two myself. <laughs> to myself. Two so, as well. So let's, yeah, we'll kind of break them up. Matt, you go ahead and let's start with maybe the first couple of your hunts and let's just hear how they went. Well, uh, not really got it. I got skunked on three of the four hunts, so. <laughs> <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Not not the best. <laughs> yeah, that can be a little rough, but you know it's part of the game. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, it when it gets good, it you know it'll make it even better. I keep always keep telling people that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks right now. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like, do you have any thought behind like what happened or uh, you know what went wrong or just kind of weather? Or... Well, I was back uh, in eastern Nebraska for Thanksgiving, so eastern Nebraska is not as conducive to waterfowl hunting as western Nebraska. I mean, they're they're there, but there's a lot more, a lot more better. There's a lot better habitat out here. It seems like in the fly, there's a better flyway out here too. Um, so already, you know, you kind of got the card stacked against you where you don't, you're not in the main flyway, and then there's just not a lot of people that hunt waterfowl back in eastern Nebraska, at least where I was. So there's, you know, they can just find a farm pond and loaf all day and not really have any pressure. Hmm. So why can't you find that farm pond? That's a good question. <laughs> there's too many of them. <laughs> nice. Past Matt's hometown on my way from where I live to Lincoln, Nebraska. And uh, I don't know what he's talking about because I see birds in the field all the time. <laughs> nice nice so uh do you kind of want to go so on your hunt that wasn't skunked let's hear about that one then <laughs> okay so uh took out let's see the uh, took out three of my cousins that are about 10 to 10 to 5 i believe is their different ages and uh you know they they've been getting interested in hunting i took two of them out turkey hunting and one of them was successful but uh got them out in the pit blind we have and I was out uh, actually went went to chase a rooster we heard a rooster up on top of the hill and it was slow so my dad stayed in the blind with them and why don't you know it two geese come in and he drops both of them but <laughs> that, that was about the extent of the action for that day uh, you know every day we went out we saw maybe two or three flocks tops and <laughs> that was it so, but they got, you know, they got to see something and had breakfast in the blind. And so I think they're pretty excited to go out hunting again. Awesome. Well, that's, uh, that's a, the important part of that hunt then. Yep. yep. Matt, which day was that? Was that the day before the, the big cold front moved through? Yeah, that was the day before the blizzard. Did you hunt the backside of that? I hunted during the blizzard. I went out in the morning. Yeah. And uh, it was like a whiteout. There was three geese on, in the decoys when we showed up. Uh, you know, no guns weren't loaded, so <laughs> they flew away, and that was it. We sat out there for three hours in a whiteout, and then after the blizzard, went back out and saw a flock of snow geese, and that was it. We just decided to pick decoys up. So, yeah, <laughs> it was just a frustrating weekend. <laughs> no, I hear you. So. Yeah, we had a kind of a spurt like that, but. Um we're off of that for now so <laughs> i can't complain too much so i guess uh ben do you want to go ahead and tell us about one of your hunts yeah so what i'm gonna do though is in you know i'm gonna try to make up for elliot here so to really tell this story i've got to i've got to bring it back a little bit all right so i found this public land spot uh two weeks ago and uh, i basically it was a glorified scouting mission i went out and uh you know, I had to take my kid to daycare, and so um, 
I went out there and I didn't get out to the marsh till about uh, 8.30. So I went out there and I just kind of was looking around and I thought, hey, I'm going to check that spot out. And so uh, I was out there scouting and of course, wouldn't you know it, that we're landing 300 yards away from me. And so I went over there and just tried to lay down, you know, behind this. Essentially, I didn't have the tools because it fucking marsh um, about knee, knee height. And there was just the spot that the birds were landing on. It was actually just a mud flat um, with a bunch of. Uh, and so I didn't have like a layout blind or an A-frame or anything like that to set up there. So in order to get into gun distance, I'd have to just like lay down there on my back in the mud. <laughs> I did um, Then I would just hang out 300 yards away, do some scouting, And then, you know, I ended up picking off a couple birds um, while I was doing that. But then I sent, I couldn't hunt the next morning. So I sent my buddy Austin um, and a, one of our other buddies who never, and they went in there and they burned it. They just smoked it there. Um, I think they shot like three or four shy. Yeah, maybe four shy of a two-man limit. Uh, um, and, you know, they had the great they had great wind. They had everything. There was even a bunch of pressure out there. Um, hmm. So that. That's kind of how my hunt went. I, I felt pretty accomplished in that. Um, and uh, my boss said that had Buddy been a little bit more, uh, as Matt likes to say, a little bit more better. Um, <laughs> Taking cracks at everyone. <laughs> that he would have, uh, uh, they would have limited out. So mm. Awesome. But that's not my hunt. We can go into somebody else's hunt now that I've got the the whole pre story <laughs> laid out. Oh no, no, yeah, go and, ahead. Uh, let's, to... let's hear the the rest of yours then. Yeah, I want to hear the the remainder of that story. Okay, so uh, there I was driving back from Colorado from a Thanksgiving trip, <laughs> which super unfair because my the place that uh, we went to is one of my it's my uncle's place and it's just surrounded by cornfields on the front range. And I was just seeing ducks and geese everywhere. And obviously, you know, like, could have been like, hey, boys, let's go, let's go hunt some geese. But that would have upset the, yeah. we just didn't have enough time. So at any rate, so I'm sitting here watching these dang birds. And um, the day I'm leaving, we left um, early Saturday morning, no, a.m. in the morning. And you can see this big old nasty front coming on the uh, um, off the mountains, and man, it was guys in front of me and to my south and to my north and to my west behind me. It was it looked like the apocalypse behind me. Uh, um, so I told my wife, I was like, "Hey, uh, um, I'm going out hunting tomorrow um, since we're going to be back in time," and and of course. About the time that that happens, our phones start blowing up. It's like blizzard warning, winds in 30 miles an hour. And she's like, Ben, are you seriously going out in this? I had to assure her. I was like, it's going to be very safe. Um, probably lying out my teeth. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dawson and uh, we, he got everything ready for us. And we decided uh, which spot we were going to pick from basically uh, in, in the very similar area but he had scouted out just a little bit harder the day that uh they shot him up and found an even better spot um that wasn't that we didn't have to bring as much gear in because the goal was is that we were going to go out there um knowing that the weather was going to get really bad while we were out there um we could just quickly pack up and you know get out of town as, as quick as possible if something went something went awry uh so we wake up that morning and it's not even spitting or anything. In fact, I think we woke up at like, and it was still like 45 degrees, I think. Um, and so we drove um, over to the marsh and we got in. I think we, we took two decoys total um, with a couple spinners and a, we didn't even bring a jerk rig. We just, brought my pulsator and then honestly just a marsh stool and we just uh so we went in really light um and then while we we got all set up and the wind started coming we're picking up to about 20 miles an hour and uh, we'd run 
then into a group um, in the parking lot. We we beat them there by like 45 minutes. Our goal was we said we'd be the first to the parking lot, and as soon as we see headlights, I can head out because it's already staged. Um, and uh, so we actually just ended up deconflicting with them, exchanged phone numbers. They said they were going over here, we're going over there, and it was about oh probably a thousand yards difference. So no big deal. And, I, you know, we gave them each other's phone numbers for safety reasons or anything like that. And they, they're a good group of guys. And then, so we're all set up and it's about uh, 45 minutes until, and we see, of course, we see like, uh, you know, two flashlights coming our direction. And so, you know, we waved them off. And then a, a kid came up to me and uh, a college kid. And he was nice too. Hey, we were planning on hunting over here. I said, well, you know, if you can't find anything over south there, like, you know, come on back and we'll just, so 10 minutes later and, and said basically like, Hey guys, can we please just, you know, come hunt over with you? And I said, sure. Which was nice because it added uh, two dozen more decoys um, uh, to the, to the mix um, as it were. And they, they ended up being really nice guys. And uh, I hope if he listens, I don't, I don't know if he'll listen or not, but, uh, either way, he he knows what happens. But mm-hmm. the wind's picking up, and it's not snowing yet. Uh, but it, like the wind's blowing pretty good. The decoys are looking great. Um, so much that the the goose decoys are even like doing aerial flips and stuff out in the water. And um, we have a couple um, green wing teal come in, and of course, I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be like. A great day i said boys just leave those green wing teal alone don't even look at them um oh by the way here comes a group of like 30 mallards i look to my left and i see austin i look to my right and i see the, um the buddies uh, it was actually it was um, a kid and dad out there and so and i see him to my right and i look around and i don't see the kid anywhere and I'm like, hey, where's he? Where's he at? He's like, he's right over by that tree. And I was like, oh shit, like, what's gonna happen? Um, and uh, I don't, he didn't see that like 30 mallards coming in, uh, and could, two mallards came cutting right across, and he must have, and he shot at the two mallards, and those 30 mallards peeled off, and hmm. I said, hey, no big deal, you know, no big deal. That was like the first three minutes of shooting, and like, here, let's, you know, let's. Uh, it's all good, man. We just need more eyes and we need to be able to communicate that. Um, two more teal come into the spread and um, off as well, thinking, hey, there's groups of 30 mallards rolling around here. Uh, leave that alone. Well, fast forward about an hour and a half and uh, we can't get anything to come down out of the uh, out of the satellite and um because they, they just they were fighting as hard as they could against that north wind and come down um and th- that's when the snow started and once the snow started we like it was like no ducks they were already tucked in but but we did have um a group of like a dozen green wing teal that must have been way up in the stratosphere and dropped down and just happened to choose the spot we were in and we banged those up pretty good. I think we got that group. Um, and then we had a, a pair of mallards come in uh, right as me and Austin said, Hey boys, we're going to, um, I just, just taken the first shell out of my shotgun and these two mallards come circling around. So call all them in and they did it. And we smoked, uh, the, a Susie out of him, uh, but did not get the Drake. Mm. Uh, he tore off. I think he had like a vest on or something. <laughs> Cause I, I, if there would, if I would have had one more shotgun shell, we would have shot nine times at that group um, or 12 times, <laughs> I should say. Um, so I was the only one that, you know, everybody else got three out. I don't, it's some, some people, I don't, it's hard shooting with those wins sometimes. Like, yeah. And I feel like I've been cut out of there. And Elliot, I've been having the same issue as you. I was like dead on during teal season. Um, like just smoking them. Um, and, and I feel like the lunch that I've had, um, I feel like I've been actually a pretty poor shot. 
Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. It's a little rough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I will say, I've been using a, a shot cam this year. Um, yeah. And I am, like, I don't know. Do you guys know what the shot cam is? Yeah. Yeah. Is it attached we, to your magazine or is it attached to the bottom of the barrel? To the barrel, yeah. Okay. And uh, so it does like three times zoom and like a third of the the speed. So it's like slow-mo and three times zoom and it, it can look awesome. Like, but uh, you have the one thing in it too? you can have crosshair or, or just the red dot. But one yeah. thing I'm so surprised by is the number of mallards you hit that don't go down. Like just feathers going, mm-hmm. you don't even like, you're like, oh man, I missed them. And then you go back and watch that three times zoom in slow motion shot and you see feathers going. This bird's just like wings flapping and just going full strength. Um, just you can, you, like, you can see the shot or can you see the wad? If you can, if the sun is right, you can see your whole shot pattern all the way through the bird and see feathers go. It's yeah. insane, but it's just like. Sometimes the wad too can be misleading because people see the wad go out and mm-hmm. yeah. It's different so. speed and all that kind of stuff, but you can actually yeah. see the shot and you can see where it hits, like when, when the feathers puff off the bird and they just keep going. Oh man, that sucks. And that's at like 30, 20, 30 yards too? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's just, I'm, I'm surprised by the number of birds that you um, have that happen uh, or that I, I do or I see from our group. Um, but no, they're not far shots at all. There's, there's stuff you'd think would fall down, but I think that kind of one thing I've kind of been rethinking looking at that is just kind of the, the type of ammo I go with. Cause I've always gone with the cheapest possible, which, you know, it's really low density still. Um, <laughs> might be going, but I've like the last three seasons, I've only shot federal ammo and, um, uh, that ammo and I have a little bit of that left, but I like, I bought some, like, I think it was Expert Heavy or something like that, like, because it was the only thing left that Academy, and... Just knocking them dead? I don't... I mean, no, I feel like I'm not knocking them dead. I feel like the <laughs> other shell's not dead. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. What do you shoot, Matt? I, I usually go uh, Super X or I'll go Fast Steel, switch it up. But those are my yeah. two brands I like. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was doing Heavy X, or not Heavy X, um, Super X, uh, Winchester, and yeah. I mean, uh, then I switched to uh, Steel Shot. No, Heavy Heavy Steel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Heavy Heavy Steel. A little better anyway. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then I've actually shot some heavy metal here recently, and I, I honestly think like um, I'm no way associated to heavy metal at all. Um, you know, I wish I was, but uh, I think that uh, <laughs> I think I've seen a difference from it. You know, the, the higher density shot. It's uh, I think for the most part, and I'll probably eat my hat here. Um, someone's going to say something. I think for a lot. A lot of it is kind of a placebo effect sometimes. Could be. Could you know be, what I mean? You know, just start shooting a different shell and you, you see them drop. Oh, hey, I do have one thing that I wanted to share with you that I discovered. I've had these gloves. I, I don't even know if they – there's no brand on them. But I've had these, like, Gore-Tex gloves um, for, like, five years. Uh, what are you – Neoprene? Billy made. Nah, but, yeah, well, I mean – it's neoprene, but like the mesh that they spray on there, uh-huh. uh, the boat. Uh, anyways, so I have always used these to set up. Yep. And always taken them off and just like shoved them in my waders because I was like, there's no way I can shoot with those things. But it was so cold and windy. I kept these things on. A pair of tight fit and neoprene gloves, and your life will be changed because I could shoot with these. Huh. And like they were even wet because Austin is a jerk and he. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't dry them out from the last time um and uh they were wet when i put them on so I was like, yeah, but it was warm i'm telling you game changer hmm. awesome game changer i'll have to keep that in mind yeah like they fit like, like like you can see like that's pretty tight yeah no it looks good 
The only problem but, I've ever had with neoprene ones, they seem to always get holes in them. So I don't know how yours have lasted for five years because I've never made it that long. Yeah, but the thing is, is it doesn't matter because like they were wet when I put them on and like them warm. I mean, and it was like eighteen degrees out, yeah. out there. I mean, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter though. <laughs> I mean, it it keeps you warm, but man, <laughs> I think you'd be warmer with no water. <laughs> you probably. Right, I'm no scientist, um, but there are people that duck. I always thought, aren't there people that duck hunt in like wetsuits? Like, seriously, um, they hide in the water in wetsuits. I'm not joking you. This is a hmm. thing. I'm gonna, if anybody out there is listening to this, I call dibs on it on the on the interview first, Jordan. <laughs> All right. All right. You just hooked me up with the second interview and we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, kind of jumping back to the hunts. Um, I actually had a really successful hunt. Um, so kind of leading up to that, we'll, we'll start with the lead up to that. So we're scouting out places to go. We kind of have a few spots we can go to. And one of our buddies is home from college um, and he lives on a, his family owns a farm. So, uh, you know, they have a field that's that we've been seeing birds in all week. And, you know, he's already he already knows that it's loaded up. And so we're like, well, should we hunt the field or should we hunt the pond? You know, he's got a farm pond that loads up with ducks, too. And so the field's got ducks and geese. And so we're kind of in between it, and we decide we're going to go go on the, the field, the field hunt for that. And so, um, you know, he's home from college, so he needs a federal stamp. So um, yeah. Hunter goes and buys him one, and then we, we drive it over to his house. And when we get to his house, we're driving up the driveway, and you can see the farm, ho- the farm pond from his house. And, man, there is a pile of mallards just up on the hill. And I didn't know this till then, but they eat – the corn out of cow poop so ducks love cows and <laughs> they're just up on the hill and it's in a, a cattle pasture and there's got this big pond and up on the hill they're just eating the corn out of the cow poop and they're just going crazy feed of feeding frenzy all these ducks and I, i'm no joke there's probably like 200 mallards just carpeting this hill uh, off the right cow to the pond and yep eating the cow poop <laughs> so um we were like we drive up to the house and he, he comes out and we're like dude you see in this you see in all these and he's like huh he didn't even know they're there it's kind of funny so um <laughs> did you have, you have you tasted these ducks yeah they taste uh they taste awesome <laughs> they they must have a good filtration system i'm sure they're eating a lot of crap of other stuff here there so um <laughs> yeah, you know that's another thing too i don't know how much does that matter so they they yeah. eat the corn out of the poop yep you know, birds like other birds do that i didn't think ducks would do that no they do so, um, so we convince him he's still kind of on the fence, you know, like, Oh, should we hunt the field or hunt the the pond? Um, I mean the field was loaded too. So, but we're like, dude, I think this will be like, uh, kind of like a no brainer. Um, but I mean, we've, I've said that so many times this year, like this is like guaranteed limits and then nothing, you know, like something happens or it doesn't pan out the way you yeah. think. So anyways, we, we decide on that pond and we get out there the next, next morning and set all up. And first light we have, I mean, it's literally like five minutes after shooting light. And I don't know if you guys hunt geese on ponds like that ever, but they don't usually show up till like nine, about nine o'clock, I'd say. Uh, well, it depends. Goose, on goose third. They're lazy. Yeah, yeah. So they, they wait till after the ducks fly. These these geese flew in like five minutes after shooting light. And it was a group of six and they didn't, they didn't even circle once. They literally came over the treetops, maple leafed and uh came in and they one landed and then they went right over our blind and so we hadn't kind of designated a shot caller yet there's six of us and uh they literally come right over the blind and land with the wind and so um how thick was the wind i'll say it's like 10 miles per hour yeah um and they landed with the wind but they landed right like literally like we're talking like 10 yards in front of us so we had one that landed kind of far right and we hit five of the six. So good start to the day. Um, and we, you know, I get chief out there. No, 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 no. We sat in there. We sat in there for a little bit and the ducks were actually flaring off the geese. So we had belly up geese in the, in the goose decoys. And then the yeah. ducks just start pouring in like just everywhere. We have flocks of ducks flying around like crazy. Um, and they, they start, uh, we, we have the first group come in and they get close to the decoys and they flare and we, we call the shot. I called the shot and it, it was, you know, a little bit further than we'd like, but they flared off the goose, so I ended up calling the shot right when that happened. And we missed the duck, so we're like, all right, we're going to have to just get out, get the geese, and get back in the blind because 
um, you know, just to, to get that roll and get the geese out of the way, out of the way, and get get the ducks kind of feet down right in the decoys. So we jump out of there, you know, get Chief on the the geese and pull them in there, and uh, we load back up in the blind, and you know, next group of eight comes right in there and feet down, they go right a little to the right of the blind, but perfect right in the set, and you know, we start blasting them and. <laughs> And literally, it was after that, it was just nonstop action. Uh, like one of the crazier, um, almost hectic hunts I've ever been on. Where Were you, were you filming? I, I was filming and it? hunting. So yeah. it's kind of, I do both. Um, and, you know, Hunter does the same thing. So, uh, but it was just like, I got out and I'm working chief and, you know, picking up ducks. And like, I'll, I'll be, I was out there. So I went to the left of the blind, walking around along the edge of the pond to you know retrieve the ducks and while i'm doing that we have like a group of like 20 come in and oh. i'm so i'm just crouched on the side of the the pond and this group comes in they're you know cupped right up and chief standing right next to me with a duck in his mouth you know he hands it to me and then he shakes off and they kind of like flare off you know and <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh crap but i still can't move because we have you know multiple groups of like 15 20 circling the pond and so then we have another group in, and you know, Chief by then is right next to me, kind of just standing still. And they decoy in, and they start, you know, start shooting. And pretty much, I was picking up ducks they, outside they, of the line. So that? they they came in after you were just sitting there. Yep. So I was just crouched on the side of the bank, and they still they wanted in there so bad. Uh, they just worked right into the decoys, right into the set, and um, you know, the guys just shooting them. So I was out there retrieving ducks for like the first 30 minutes and <laughs> and the ducks were still just working in and so then everybody like tries to get out and get ducks because they're just coming in so fast that we're yeah. you know, people running left or right and chief running out to the pond and grabbing them and um i was literally outside of the blind for like 30 minutes um and by the time i got back we were like almost done with our limits <laughs> <laughs> i matt i know you have an opinion on this and i'm curious about as well jordan not to i'm sorry to interrupt i have no, a question no, go ahead yep uh, okay, I made it a rule. Like after my first season, like I was like, okay, given the opportunity, if it's just to like crouch down when the birds are coming in, or just to, I mean, if you have some cover, like, but if you don't have any cover or concealment, like I always just tell everybody, like it, it doesn't matter what birds are coming in, just get your butt to the blind. Sometimes, like that doesn't bug them seeing like the motion because it, I don't know, they're too far off or whatnot what's your rule uh it for me it kind of depends on basically the distance if uh you know if they're if they're coming they're cupped up you just crouch down and you you know try to point them out to the guy in the blind or if it's yourself you know get try to get the gun off your back and get ready but uh you know if, if they're circling just hurry up and run that's pretty much yeah. our rule of thumb yeah yeah, we kind of do the same thing. If if they're close, if we're close enough to the blind, you know, everybody be like get in, get in the blind, get in the blind. But if the way that pond's set up, they come straight over this group of trees. That's about, uh, I would say, less than a hundred yards, maybe a hundred yards from the pond. And so you don't see them till they come right over the treetops, and they come in hot. So they come over the treetops, maple leaf, and be circling the pond. So you don't have any time. Really what are you saying, maple, maple leaf? Maple leaf, you know, like when they just do the, the wings kind of sideways back and forth real fast <laughs> to, to lose altitude. <laughs> kind of like a maple leaf idea. when it falls from the trees, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> sure. Hey, quick, ent- ent- one more question before you move on. No, no problem, yeah. Because it has to do with this thing. Question, etymology, uh, Matt, I'm not sure if you're tracking, but it means the origin of a word. Um, so... Well, there and I, I discovered this when someone goes duck you know what i'm saying uh-huh you know you tell people like if something's coming at them duck mm-hmm. so yeah. the first time i like made the connection i was i was out like somebody was out uh on the i said duck like also like duck and duck and it popped in my head i was like i wonder if that's how that started <laughs> hmm I'm not sure I buy it, but maybe. <laughs> I think I buy it. I mean, think about it. Why would you say duck, like, to make somebody get down? Hmm. Back in the day, some dude was like, duck, and that was the code for like, oh. I mean, but how long ago did they hunt ducks, and how long ago has that word been around? <laughs> dude, I don't know. I think, though, that we owe it to ourselves 
wants to investigate further. Yeah. After. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I know they. I want to interject real quick here. <laughs> I know they uh, found a like an old decoy made out of like cattail reeds and stuff that I think it was three In or five thousand years old. Right in a cave, South America. Yeah, it was in a cave somewhere, but it was thousands of years old, and it was like a canvas bag or something. Well, how do they know Perfectly. it was a, a decoy and not like a an uh, like an ornament or some type of house decoration? Because <laughs> there was six of them rigged up with some some rope. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They found knows? it next to uh, that Browning A five you got back there. Oh yeah. <laughs> So anyways, let's let's jump back to the hunt. So um uh yeah, so by th- yeah. yeah, so we're pretty close to the limit, like thirty minutes out. Um and yeah, it was just an awesome hunt. Birds working in like crazy. Just the whole day. And you know, so end up just getting back in the blind and birds just kept working in and we got our limit. It was honestly just you know, it's awesome. It's what you want from a hunt. Birds working right into the decoys. And so we get done and we have our five geese. So we're like, oh, should we wait for our geese or, you know, um, or kind of get out of here? So we decide we're going to wait, try to finish off our geese. Um, you know, we'd already had one kind of large group of 20. That was the only birds that didn't work in. We had a, a group of 20 and it just wasn't enough what wind. Was this was on the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday. Okay. And, uh, okay. So we had a group of like 20 and they kept circling, circling and they could just hover right above us and pick us out. Um, and they just wouldn't work in. So they hovered around and we'd call them, they'd come back and they'd hover around and then they go off and like, we did it like four or five times. And finally they just said, Nope, they weren't coming in. It's the only birds that didn't work all day. Um, so yeah, we decide we're going to wait for geese. Hopefully we have some more flocks we know they're feeding in the area, but we just have maybe we have like waves like we had a huge group of like 50 plus mallards come in and they all decoyed in and came landed in the set we had some land in there you know some kind of peeled off of there and knew something was up but it was just we had birds kept many, landing in there after that and we're already done with our six-man limit of mallards so we just watch them yeah how many decoys what, what, what decoys do you guys run uh white rocks and i probably had maybe three dozen ish decoys out there all pool seven floaters yeah so it's like a mix of feeders and uh, just the kind of standard decoys besides those. So, and then we had we had maybe like a half dozen goose floaters and a few um, full bodies up on the side of the bank. Nice. Geese. So not, not a huge set, but, you know, it was doing the trick. They were working right in were there. You we guys, had no mojo. Were you guys in like a we were not. We actually, so on the farm, they have a permanent blind uh, kind of dug into the side of the hill. So it's kind of like a half dug in wood blind. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then it only fits four people, but we knew this was going to be an awesome hunt. So we had six people and two people on either side in layout lounges. <laughs> nice. So, oh, that yeah. was the other thing I forgot to mention to you. Um, layout uh, inserts yeah. from HBR. They, my buddy Austin and uh, and the new guy, they took those out because I mean, they were essentially sitting in like a half an inch of water, and he still has not given me one of them back. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, let's see about that. Yeah, yeah. That's how well, much they like. Those are awesome. Yeah, I can't hunt without them. So uh, yeah, so the end of the hunt. Um, we just ended up having to leave. We didn't want to wait for the geese. We're like, maybe maybe we can get another hunt out of this, um, which will lead me to my next hunt. Do you have another hunt to talk about, Ben? Mm. Or, or was that your two from the week? That was just this last week. Okay. All right. So um, second, second part of that hunt. So we decided we're going to go out. So this farm actually has two ponds. It has that pond. And anytime the birds kind of flared off of that pond, they'd work back to this second pond that's in the woods. And um, they would maple leaf <laughs> super hard to, like, drop elevation through the trees to get into that, that pond. And this is a pond of, you know, ever since I've seen them doing that, you know, I'd be like, let's get on that pond. It'd be awesome to be sitting out there in the trees and watch the birds work like that. Um, right. 
so but we always hunt this front pond because they're always in there and then when they don't work into this pond usually we're you know we're having a, a good bang out hunt in that front pond but when they the ones that don't make it to that front pond or when we shoot they all go back to that back pond but anytime we ever try to hunt just the back pond it's kind of a struggle so anyways we decided after that day they're going to be shy of this front pond um this is two days later now we're going to hunt this back pond and um you know the temperatures were getting lower and uh, but we didn't think too much of it. So this is kind of the second time I've been burned by this a little bit. And we get out there, and that whole front pond is all the way frozen across. And we're like, oh, that's fine. This back pond kind of freezes a little bit slower. So we get out there, and kind of there's just one corner, maybe like 40 yards of pond that's not frozen. The rest of it's skim ice. So we set up that day with a, a blind on the edge of the, the pond. Um, one of... Uh, our buddy Mark's his friend Luke has a panel blind so they already had that going out there and we set up in that and um, and just kind of waited for the birds so it was me and Mark and my dad he's getting new into waterfowl this year and uh, and Luke so hoping that we're gonna just have birds piling in there and Mallard's kind of going right in kind of how we saw on Wednesday but that really wasn't the case we had you know a few groups working over us and we it was actually my decision. We uh, had some decoys. We couldn't really get them pushed out too far because it got deep and mucky. Um, so we had them kind of closer to the bank than I would have liked. And then we didn't run a mojo. So Luke had a mojo. And he's like, hey, you want to put this out, this out there? I'm like, ah, let's kind of wait on it and see if we need it. And then we'll put it out there. When it gets yeah. later in the season, I kind of avoid the mojos if I can. So we have birds working over us and not coming in. And then they'd work over the frozen pond. And then they just scoot out of there. So um, we decided, okay, let's, let's try the mojo. Um, this is about probably 15 minutes after shooting light. And so we throw that mojo out, of, out there. And the first pair of mallards, they kind of come over just like the other ones. And it's almost I'm almost positive the mojo pulled them. And they looped back around, swung through the, te- the trees, and decoyed right in. And, uh, you know, we're able to pop one of the, We popped a drake out of the two. And, um, and then we had four wood ducks come in. And, you know, wood ducks love mojo, so they just worked right into the set. Two of them landed. I called a shot, and then we busted all four of them. So, and that was the end of the day, unfortunately, but, you know, can't complain about that either. Uh, you know, having little scrappy hunts like that kind of make the season, honestly. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my hunts, my, my hunt update for the week. You there? Yeah. Oh. Can you hear me? I can you hear me? you. <laughs> I mean, no, no, as you said, that was your update. Uh, did you say the front pond, the, the, like the deeper cow pond was froze over or it was sheet ice uh it was froze over i mean it might have been sheet ice but it looked pretty like frozen. how thick i mean not probably not too thick no okay it just said froze over that could you probably w- the previous day walk on it? no 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 that's the worst ice yeah yeah where you can't ice like break can... it in pieces yes yeah and you can't like over like across <laughs> the finger or something like that yep and you yeah, can't paddle through it. Like. Yeah. So I mean, these are really small ponds too. We're talking about, so they freeze up pretty fast, and they're they're pretty shallow. Like, like how you big? Could, like, uh, it's really hard uh, to put a a good measurement on it. It's like from field. the blind to the other side of the pond is, uh, I'll say thirty five yards. So if you're shooting at, at birds anywhere on the pond like in front of you it's like in shooting range and so it kind so like of the size of like a baseball diamond um not even maybe maybe and then it kind of to the left of the blind it kind of opens up much bigger uh, but it's still it's very shallow and i wouldn't say much bigger it probably doubles or triples in length uh over to the far left side of it more like triples i would say 100 yards across there and it narrows down all the way to a creek that actually runs through all of these ponds Uh, which which helps keep it open somewhat but it's really like you could walk across it almost anywhere but the problem is uh it's mucky and you'll get stuck so you can't really you know it's better to send your dog out there (laughs) yeah but yeah the that six man limit actually got the youtube video out this week pretty awesome hdr got one out as well nice so yeah i finally have some footage for you from that blizzard day sorry buddy (laughs) <laughs> that's all right 
Oh no, Jordan, your videos were awesome. That that six man limit that was an awesome video to watch. Uh, oh thanks. <laughs> like it, oh, it that's where the hex are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was crazy, um, but. Yeah, for in my opinion, I, I I'd like it to be a little bit more chill. But I mean, you can't complain, man, when you're getting that many ducks. It's just <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. No. Um, uh, do you feel yeah. like? Do you feel like we're like like a month and a half, um, like early? Like this is end of December weather. I I don't I. I think uh, maybe two weeks early for that last that last push of mallards was about two weeks early, I'd say. But uh, we don't have near, you know, we should be filling up with geese and the rest of the mallards, and they're all up in South Dakota and even, I guess, parts of North Dakota from what I heard today. So mm. we they didn't freeze up up there and get snow on the fields. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How did that blizzard? Or, how did the blizzard affect you over in Indiana, Jordan? Honestly, so since we've had that, I've been, like, trying to scout since we had those hunts. So right after that, we kind of lost all our birds. So it froze up, like I was saying, and then it warmed up, which is just, like, kind of like the worst when it freezes up and warms up, freezes yeah. up and warms up because it's so hard to pattern the birds. It's so hard to track where they're at. And, uh, you know, I've honestly, I've, I've scouted maybe three of the last four or five days and haven't hunted at all, you know, scout in the morning, scout in the evening, trying to find, like, a good feed or a good hunt. Um, and today was the first day we actually found birds again. But the, the actual blizzard, we didn't really, I mean, it went north of us and went west of us. So if anything, it's probably helped push migrators in. We're actually sitting in one of our ponds that holds a lot of migrators. And uh, we don't almost never see lesser geese. And we were sitting there just watching. And we saw a few flocks of lesser geese work in there. And it's awesome just to watch those work because they work like ducks. And they're just maple leafing like crazy as they came into the pond. <laughs> the lake um but yeah so honestly it's probably helped us some but honestly i, I probably shouldn't say that because we we really don't have good duck numbers in the area um but i'm hoping that changes this week is getting cold from right now till the weekend and then it's going to warm up again so it's yeah it's, it's making it difficult i am really missing new mexico slash west texas What's up with uh, that? Is that the weather you guys get there or what? Yeah, the weather and like that area is kind of a pocket. Like um, birds show up there, but they don't leave. Because mm. it's kind of like right at the edge of like the, like there's a really good riparian system that runs down through there. And like, it's kind of, there's not a lot of weather to push them out, but there's a lot of weather to push them in. Yeah. In there and they just kind of swirl around and whatnot. Um, so you have to but, hunt a lot of resident birds there. Yeah, but they're not residents. There, it'd be like um, they vacationers, <laughs> like Uncle Eddie in uh, Christmas Vacation. You yeah. know, kind of show up and stay too long. Hmm. So those birds can be hard to hunt though, because they get smart and they get wary of areas, and then you don't have any fresh birds. I don't know. <laughs> They're dumb enough to let me shoot them, so yeah. Well, there's that. So, um, yeah. And then uh, no, just I'm 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 kind of dealing with like like terrain, like having tons of agricultural fields around. Like last year when I was in Oklahoma, it wasn't bad because I had like apparently I just had like a money pond mm. that I could just I, I I went and hunted other places. Like this place was always just like a golden ticket. And so around here, I'm kind of like, and I'm, I live around like in, in the Manhattan area. And so there's a lot of people that have permission. All the, all the good close spots are locked up. And then so I've been hunting a lot more public land while still developing some, a couple other private per permissions that I have, but they're just not on the small waters down here yet. Hmm. Like they're all sticking between the big lakes right now. So Yeah, that can make it difficult. <laughs> If you don't got the boats or the equipment to get to them. Oh, I can get into the big lakes. It's just that it really upsets my bike. Uh, because it takes all more. Yeah, I hear you. All what right. What are you, you well, guys I doing think, next uh, week? Oh, my bad. <laughs> nope, no problem. Uh, um, I don't know yet. 
scouting out some birds, trying to make some stuff work. So we'll see. Matt. Matt. Yeah, hopefully we can find a few ducks around here. Uh, had a snowstorm kind of derail the plans I had for this upcoming weekend, so that kind of sucks. But uh, hopefully we can find a few out here still. Tweet. Can you, you we got, got our big, plans this, this week? Yeah, we got a big fowl front hunt uh, down at – and so I'm getting to see, like, a lot of my listeners. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yep. And Sweet I'm sure – decent amount of birds yeah kansas is known for that <laughs> i guess so i've been told when are you coming down to kansas uh right in the middle of the month what which month oh next month december yep I, okay should be good see how it is are you bringing yeah. the hdr crew down uh not this year <laughs> okay maybe one of these years i'll get them all around it'll be fun Sounds good to me. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good good point to kind of wrap up on it. Um, one thing I want to talk about, though, before we uh, cut this podcast off is, uh, you know, one product from Lightsall that, you know, it's great for setting up and, um, you know, your early morning setups is um, your headlamp. And they have an awesome headlamp uh, that it kind of widens out and it can be a strong narrow beam. Uh, and honestly, as waterfowlers, we all know that you, it's really essential to have a good headlamp, uh, you know, something that's dependable. And, and, and uh, you know, honestly, they have some really high-quality products uh, What is it? There. It's Lightsol? It's Lightsol, yep. Um, and that's – I've been using that headlamp all season. Um, and, you know, I can't say enough about it. It's just kind of one experience I had with it where it really worked out well uh, – we're already kind of, we're set up. It was me and my dad. We're on a wood duck hunt and we're set up and I got the mojo out there and it's, you know, first light just before first light, kind of a dark day. And I'm like, I can't tell are the mojo wings spinning. And so I turned my headlamp on. I still can't tell. Um, <laughs> because the mo the way the mojo was set, the wings were literally like, uh, perpendicular to me. So it was like straight on and I couldn't see. So I was able to take the, the solid beam and turn that out and shine it right on the the mojo and see that the wings were spinning so uh, we do have a, a discount code if you guys are interested in looking at it um it's duck hunt 10 uh gives you 10 percent off at your checkout uh, duck hunting duck hunt 10 no duck no spaces hunt 10. yep yeah. yep um uh, so big thanks to them over there uh but anyways good place to wrap up the hunt update i really appreciate you guys coming on and joining me ben from Foul Front Podcast and Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. Really appreciate you guys coming on. And, no problem. Uh, as always, it's been fun. No problem. And uh, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. We really, really appreciate you guys tuning in week after week. Um, couldn't do it without the awesome Duck Gun Podcast crew. And uh, that's all we got for this week. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. Ben from Foul Front. And we'll see you guys next week.